0: We're going through the book of Romans. We're up to chapter 8. Uh, soon we're going to read um, chapter 8, verses 26 to 30. But I want to uh, start talking about uh, when I was 21, just not too long ago. When I was 21, for a few months, it was only about six, actually, in the end, I was a full-time youth worker, and it didn't go well. And... Um, One of the things that didn't go well was we had this club called uh, Mana Club, it was based from uh, Mana College. I was the leader, and I had a team. There's about five or six of us. In Youth for Christ, in those days, a lot of um, teenagers, we would uh, have, it was called, I can't remember, it was middle of the year, July, something like that, uh, Queen's Birthday weekend. And we'd have, um, all weekend, it would be sports. And then at night it was a concert. And it's kind of, uh, even that was competition about who could produce the best items. So we were prepare, uh, preparing all year for this as our club, uh, fundraising, and we got, everyone had um, sweatshirts as teams. And then we'd play um, rugby, touch rugby and netball and basketball and things and and then have the concert. So uh, we had fundraised. We had these beautiful sweatshirts. And we were staying at um, your church, Kiriana in Titahi Bay, at the, the chapel there. And um, the this big rubbish bag of sweatshirts is about 30, 40 sweatshirts are in the, this rubbish bag in the back of my car. And... Uh, Late at night, I just went out to the car. The back window was smashed. The whole bag of rubbish bags were gone. And it was the final straw. There's many things that had gone wrong as we're getting ready for this, um, this event. And I was just so bitterly disappointed. And I went back in, and one of the guys in the team... He says, "Oh, well, let's pray." So um, I was actually so kind of over it; I actually couldn't pray. And they all prayed. All I all, what I did, and we're just sleeping on mattresses, all the kids and that. I just went. I just went to bed and um, groaned in my <laughs> in my bed. Next uh, morning, early in the morning, I, I got up early and I thought I'll. Uh, walk and pray and um, I looked, as I walked out the church, in about 20 metres there was a bank and I looked and there was, I I can't quite remember but I went down there, if it caught my eye or not there was the rubbish bag and every single one of the sweatshirts there and um, I think we ended up winning the, the competition uh, eh? <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that year ended up in a terrible uh, bout of depression for me and um, burnout. Anyway, so it didn't all end well. So <clears throat> let's uh, look at the scripture and I'll pray. Romans eight twenty six to thirty. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know how we ought to pray but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God and we know that God works for works all things together For the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And Jesus, we ask by your Holy Spirit, you speak to us today. Uh, through your word in Jesus mighty name. And um, carrying on the story as a 21-year-old was such a terrible year that year for me, and um, I wasn't trained. Um, I was teaching alternative school, wasn't trained in that, had huge responsibility, couldn't handle it. And I ended up in um, a real depression, although I didn't know it, and burnout, and um, I couldn't sleep. I'd, I'd only get to sleep about five in the morning, couldn't eat, lost weight. And, um, and one of the things I realized was I was way less awesome than I thought I was. And um, I needed God way more than I thought I did. And He needed me way less than I thought He did. And, in fact, I had to pull out and go and work on a construction site for a while, and the world surprised me, but the world carried on. You know, um, the youth work in Porirua carried on, and all didn't collapse. And so, um, as we looked at Romans 8, we saw this, that um, for the followers of Jesus, that there would be suffering. And there would be uh, periods of wait we were waiting eagerly waiting, patiently waiting. But here in verse 26 it says this: "We groan, we groan uh, wordless it 's almost like wordlessly from the original language, and, and the spirit the holy Spirit groans as well so we realize that we have limitations. This sermon only has two points today. Uh, we are limited. We have limitations. We have limitations. Verse 26 is about the weaknesses, but they're our limitations. And it's really good to know that we have limitations. We're not as awesome as we think we are. But the second uh, word I want us to remember is transformations. Verse 29, he has predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of his son. So there's limitations, but there's also transformation. He has predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of his son. And that transformation has a purpose. It's not just change for change's sake. Uh, We mentioned last week that first century Greco-Roman adoption often has a purpose, that it had a purpose that to provide someone with the the ability to inherit the estate so the estate wasn't lost, but also the continuation of the father's name. John's great name is continuing on in Rachel. Uh, So transformation, purpose... The story of Joseph in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, you know, that covers um, basically 15 chapters of the Bible. That's a huge amount, Uh, basically about one person, Joseph, Joseph. And it starts with Joseph and had this incredible gift, the ability to see things, to have dreams, to interpret the, the dreams. And his brother's are not impressed. In fact, they're really jealous of him. They hate him. And so uh, those that you'd think would be the ones that would look after him and protect him actually end up attacking him. And then they sell him to these traders that take him down to Egypt as a slave. And he becomes a slave of one of the most powerful men in Egypt, and not only that, <clears throat> uh, his owner's wife takes a fancy to him, tries to uh, to take him. He refuses. She tells lies about him. He's thrown in prison. He's in prison. His ability, his gift, continues. He sees things. He speaks out our uh, vision to fellow prisoners. <clears throat> Uh, And he says to one of them, the cupbearer, he says, if you are released, when you are released, remember me. And uh, his dream comes true for this fellow prisoner, the cupbearer. He gets out of prison, the cupbearer, but he doesn't remember him. In fact, Joseph sits there for two more years in prison, forgets about him. Right to the end of the story, chapter 50 of Genesis, it says this, that uh, Joseph's brothers, is a famine in their land, they come to Egypt looking for food, and finally it's revealed that this person that is the second in command of the whole land of Egypt, basically is Joseph, and that, that is their brother, not dead. The brothers are hugely afraid because of what they've done to him. And Joseph says this r- a remarkable thing when you think about it. He says this. He says, uh, what you intended for harm, God intended for good. And he forgives them. You know, treated so badly by the ones that st- should have stood by him, abandoned by the ones that should have protected him. And that, that might have been you. That might have been you, that the ones you thought should have stood by you, should have protected you, actually did you harm. And the ones that should have remembered you, you were forgotten. And your spirit grew deep within you. But, 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 back to Joseph. And his brothers come from afar, and they're in need, and there's famine. And you'd think that Joseph would retaliate. You'd think that. You know, the hate of his brothers, the wickedness of his brothers, you know, the, well, all he all had um, taken from them. And then the narcissism of his comrade in prison that couldn't think about him could only think about himself left to rot. And then being able to say that what you intended for harm Genesis 50 verse 20 God's intended for goods. What you intended for harm God's intended for goods. Romans 8 28. And we know that God works all things together for goods. for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. Na i mato anatato, kaita mahi tahi nga miyakato i te kotehunga i aroha. We know in all things that God works together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And that's not denying, it's not denying the nastiness and failures of people at times. But what it is, it's emphasizing that God is bigger than that, that God is in control, even when there's, there's nastiness of people that you wouldn't expect it from. That God is bigger than that. That God is awesome. Transformation. The transformations are actually linked to our limitations. It was those that trouble that, that Joseph experienced, and it, it seemed to go on for a long, long time. It was that limitation that actually helped in his transformation. And a danger here, verse 20, 28, a danger is to jump right in here and to define what that good looks like, what that good is. Um, but it's essential to define goods in God's terms, not our terms. Define it. Good is what God defines good is, uh, not the way that we define good. You know, particularly in the West, um, the temptation that it's health, wealth, peace. You know, you know I've, I felt really sick last week. You know, hardly ate thing, lost 5 kg, but it's, but it's really good. You know, I've got my six-pack back. You know, and all things, God works together for the good of those. That, <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. No. The good, actually, is our pilgrimage. Our pilgrimage is being disciples of Jesus and God's intention to bring us to that glorious destination into his presence. We are being conformed into his likeness. We're being transformed. A Christ-likeness, it's a metamorphosis, will take place by the Holy Spirit. And it's those limitations often that help ins- to, to help us into that transformation of what God is trying to do in us. And there's, it's four, four parts to the transformation I want to talk about. A um, bit like a monarch, butterfly. You know, egg, caterpillar, chrysalis, butterf- uh, butterfly. Um, so four parts is this in our transformation. First part, decision. And decision is God's. Verse 30, Predestination. A lot of ink has been spilt by theologians about predestination. I'm not going to add to it, except say this. uh, Two things. Firstly, God in predestination. God is not limited by time and space like we are. You know, time and space does not matter to God. And so he can determine something way back, and it still affects us now. No problem for God. Secondly, God's decision is proved by the way that we, uh, we often will thank God. Thank you, God, for choosing me. Us, and we pray, God, will you choose them? So we kind of get it anyway, don't we? So there's decision. That's one thing. Second thing, justification, verse 30. And God, justification is God making us right with him. Justification is often described as that point in time and sanctification is a process that's a little bit of a oversimplification but um, however justification is about what god has done on the cross through jesus jesus took the rap for us he took the blame and punishment for our rebellion our rejection of him that's called sin You know, Jesus took that rap for us and we are justified, not because of our actions, but because of what Jesus did for us. That's justification. And third thing, clarification. Verse 28, our adoption is confirmed by us saying yes to that, us choosing him. Verse 28, those who love him. It's based on love. It's like, you know, um, the, the, the decision and the clarification, it's like railway tracks. Yes, God does choose us, but also we choose him. Uh, both are true. And fourth part, glorification, verse 30. Um, like Jesus who overcame hardship, persecution, and death to be exalted and sit at the right hand of God. That's verse 34 that we will be glorified. We will become exactly like Jesus. Some of those those things of Jesus will be glorified. What we have on earth, that's not all there is to be. That is not all who we are to be. We will be glorified. The glorification that's to come. You know, it's starting now. You know, Jesus by his Holy Spirit is changing us. Hallelujah. But it's not all about now. Uh, there's more to come, the final glorification. And transformation is more of a, a continuation um, than a contrast to our limitations. So those limitations help us into our transformation. Uh, we, you know, if we're really absorbed with our weaknesses, our limitation, that misses the point. The focus is not to be on our limitations. The Holy Spirit helps with that. You know, the Holy Spirit helps. And that's sometimes, you don't, you don't know how to pray, eh? All you can do is groan. And the Holy Spirit just groans. But, that, you know, that's all part of the transformation. What we are to be, what we're becoming... And so we're in this twilight zone. It's not dark, but it's not dawn. It's already, but it's not yet. It's a twilight, but we will be conformed to his likeness. It's already started. We're not there yet. We are aware of our limitations, but we're not going to be absorbed by them. And even uh, the blessing of those limitations, they drive us on to seek God. You know, it's just, I'm so grateful now for my burnout at the age of 21. It was so helpful for me in my life. And those limitations, those bad things that happen, keep looking to God. Lord, what, what are you teaching me through this? Um, how are you transforming me through this? to um, to serve you more to make me into what you want me to be and our glorification has begun but it is to be completed on that final day hallelujah yeah Um, you know if you just want would like some prayer now you know you're going through a hard time at the moment I'm not going to call you, I'm going to just ask you, we'll pray, people will pray around you, they won't interview you, just just pray where you are and people just pray God's blessing uh, in your limitations of our earthly life where you are. Let's pray, thank you Lord, Um, Lord that you have called us and saved us and you love us so much you don't want us to stay the way we are. And you use things. You even use our limitations to help in our transformation of uh, what we are. There's more of what we are to be. We thank you for that. Help us not to uh, resent that, but to see you and to see what you're doing in that. And that you're working, that you do love us. You do love us. And you're working things uh, for the good of those that love you. Yes. Yes. Yeah